This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. In today's message, we're going to talk about a man who, though blind, saw Jesus through the eyes of faith. Stay with us for our message, What Do You See? What stops Jesus dead in his tracks and pleases him? Stay with us and find out. We begin our service in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray with me? Loving God, full of mercy and grace, we approach your throne of grace today with hearts and minds that are ready to hear your word. As we draw near to you, draw near to us through that word and minister to our souls today. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Luke chapter 18, beginning at verse 35. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard a crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And then the blind man shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who were in front sternly ordered him to be quiet. But he shouted even more loudly, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? The man said, Lord, let me see again. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has saved you. Immediately, he regained his sight and followed Jesus, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw this, praised God. Dear friends, back in the 1990s, there was a new craze in art called stereogram art. Stereogram is a picture hidden within a picture Initially, you just see a pattern of some sort, an image, but hidden within it is a three-dimensional picture that you can see if you look at this correctly. Maybe a word or an animal is behind it all to be discovered. Outside my hometown of Livingston, Montana, there's a beautiful mountain range. When you stare at it a while, you can actually see the figure of a giant man lying down. The natives call it the sleeping giant. When I pointed out to people that are visiting with me, they oftentimes will say they can't see it. So I try my best to help them see this sleeping giant so they can appreciate it along with me. Well, our story for today is about seeing. You've heard the old adage, seeing is believing. This story could very well be entitled, 
believing is seeing. And the gospel writer Luke has saved this story for us to help us really see Jesus. Jesus is approaching the city of Jericho in our story. He's now 18 miles away from Jerusalem. His journey is almost completed. There's a crowd around him talking, making requests, asking him questions, trying to get his attention. It's rather loud and raucous. He's traveling towards Jerusalem along with other pilgrims on their way to celebrate the Passover, which was a commemoration of when God set his people free from slavery in Egypt. Jesus' popularity is growing. He's now a celebrity of sorts. His stories of his healings and teachings are floating around the towns and villages of Galilee and Judea. And people are asking one another, who, who do you think he is? So they're all going out to see him for themselves. Now along the roadside, outside of Jericho, people are lined up. They're lined up to welcome Passover pilgrims, wish them well. Many are lined up along the road to get a glance at Jesus. They'd heard about him. And at strategic places along the way, there are beggars asking for alms from the folks that passed by. It was a typical sight. Our focus for today is on one particular beggar who was on the side of the road. He's about to have his life changed. He's about to have an eye-opening experience, literally. He's a blind man. Because of his blindness, he's unable to work a job. And being rejected by family and society in general, he has to beg to survive. He is one of the overlooked and ignored, looked down upon people, the riffraff, about as low as you could go on a social scale. That all is about to change, though, in our story. He notices that the loudness is increasing around him. Something's coming. A loud group approaching ahead, making all kinds of noise. People talking loudly. The people around the beggar were talking about that crowd, saying, there he is, I, I, I can see him, I think. What's all the commotion? He asked no one in particular. Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. In the popular perception, he was uh, Jesus, simply Jesus, an amazing man from Nazareth. The jury was still out on his full identity. When the blind man hears this, he starts yelling something that we haven't heard yet in Luke's gospel about Jesus. He cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He's expressing an insight that others haven't had. Though he is blind physically, he sees a whole lot more than most people when it comes to Jesus. So he doesn't cry out, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me, but Jesus, son of David, 
These are words of faith. His heart sees the light before his eyes could. He recognizes Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah, the, the promised one of God, the Savior. So, of course, he cries for an audience with this Savior King. Have mercy on me. Help me. Show compassion to me. Now, people in front of the beggar turn around and they rebuke him. They chew him out. Shh, be quiet. Jesus doesn't have time for people like you. Just shut up. You've got a lot of nerve. Don't bother Jesus. But the blind man desperately continues to shout even louder, Son of David, have mercy on me! Then an amazing thing happens. Jesus stops. In the midst of all these people talking and the cacophony of noise and the steady flow of the crowd, Jesus stops. He's heard the blind beggar and he recognizes faith. Someone in this crowd has faith and needs him in some way. So Jesus commands a couple of his disciples to find this individual and bring him forward that he might meet him. Suddenly, this invisible beggar has become very visible. Everybody's watching. He's the center of attention. And when they bring him to Jesus, Jesus asks him, what, what do you want me to do for you? Don't you find that to be an amazing, delightful question? <laughs> I mean, the high king of heaven, the creator God of the universe, wants to be the servant of this lowly outcast. This is mercy, grace. And he's giving the man further opportunity to publicly display his faith towards Jesus. And he doesn't disappoint Jesus. He says, Lord, let me recover my sight. You can fix this. Notice the second title he uses now, declaring his faith in Jesus all the more. He calls Jesus Lord, expressing his sense of Jesus' deity dominion, his power, and authority. Jesus responds in the affirmative to the request. One last time, he confirms his deity before the crowd to show the fulfillment of the anointing that he received at his baptism to, to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and Isaiah 35, the blind can see. And Jesus says, receive your sight, your faith has saved you. And with that simple word, immediately the man recovered his sight. And a life has changed. He could see. I mean, can you imagine what that would be like? Seeing colors, light, brightness, people's faces, most importantly, the face of Jesus, who was probably smiling at him staring into his eyes. The freedom that suddenly becomes yours, the rescue, the, the new possibilities that lie before you. And Jesus says, your faith has saved you. Salvation words. 
He'll use them to a tax collector named Zacchaeus. Today salvation has come to this house as Zacchaeus repents and expresses faith in him. There's a word of truth here for us. Salvation comes through faith. In Jesus Christ, we learn. And look at what the man does in response. He doesn't run into town to tell his family. He doesn't run around looking for friends to tell. He doesn't go dancing down the road away from the crowd. The first thing he does, it says he follows Jesus, glorifying God. Now that's the mark of true conversion. He leaves behind the begging business and goes with Jesus into the giving business. He becomes a disciple. He follows Jesus, and to follow Jesus is all about a willingness to obey, to surrender to his leadership in your life. And as he follows in this newfound relationship with the Lord, he glorifies, he worships God. We're told that the people who witnessed this scene gave praise to God for the miracle. Now, as a preacher and a student of God's Word, I've learned along the way that it is quite important to always ask, what is the big idea of this story for you and me to take away? I mean, there are a number of truths that do jump out at us. Jesus has a heart for the helpless and the poor, doesn't he? They're precious in his sight. It's true. Or Jesus has power to do amazing things. That is very true as well. But I think the big idea of this story really is all about seeing him, about faith, faith recognition on the blind man's part that's affirmed. That this is not only Jesus of Nazareth, an ordinary man who's a good teacher. This is the one Israel had been waiting for since Old Testament times. This is the son of David that it had been promised to King David way back. This is the Messiah, the king Israel was looking for. That title the blind man used in his loud cries to Jesus, son of David, is first mentioned at the very beginning of Luke's gospel. And it's not spoken of in that way. We look back to the angel's announcement to Mary about the birth that was coming. God will give to this baby the throne of his ancestor David, the angel said, and he shall rule over his people forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. And just as God promised King David back in 2 Samuel 7, this baby is the Messiah, the king, David's son that Israel will be waiting for and will serve. The blind man in some way sees this even in his blindness, while others who could physically see couldn't see Jesus for who he really is. He's the son of David. The eyes of his heart saw the Savior who could change his life. And so he called out to him for help. And Jesus recognizes the man's faith and he affirms it. 
I wonder, did he smile when he heard the man's words? Did he thank his heavenly father as he waited for the man to be brought to him? Was this gift of faith that was being expressed a gift for Jesus as well from his heavenly father to inspire him and keep him going as he headed towards Jerusalem to complete his mission and be crucified for the sins of the world? We don't know. But we do know a miracle occurred, affirming again for us that God's kingdom has come, that this is a sign of the kingdom, and that Jesus is the son of David. He's the king of this kingdom. He's the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises of God to his people. He is, in fact, a savior king, the savior king, to be trusted and followed. That's the big idea. Now back to you, when you see Jesus, I mean, in your mind's eye, when you think of Jesus, what do you see? Someone may say, I see a teacher. Another may say, I see a great philosopher. Another may say, I see a scam artist. The Muslim might say, I see a prophet. But there are many, and I include myself in this, who, like that blind beggar, see the Savior of the world who rescues and gives us a new life with him. As we follow him, we come to realize that every one of us is a beggar in the sight of God and that we have nothing to offer him, only the empty hands of faith to receive his riches, his salvation. And this story is appealing to us to see Jesus for who he really is, the Savior, and to follow him the rest of our lives, to live absolutely certain that access to a relationship with God has been opened up to us through faith in Jesus Christ. Some folks ask, how can I know for sure? How can I be certain that all this is true? A commentary that I was reading and studying this story says that this is the last miracle in Luke's gospel. Not quite. There's one more thing to see. It's an empty tomb. This Jesus who died on a cross is not in that tomb. He's not there. There's been another miracle, the grand finale, the miracle of his resurrection from the dead. And God has proclaimed on Easter that morning, this is the son of David who actually created David and he's worthy of your trust and your praise. Dear friends, the risen Jesus is still passing by. Do you see him? He's ready with his gracious mercies for your life. He loves you. He died on a cross to pay for your sins, to make you his own, to move you from darkness into his marvelous light. Call upon his name. And when you call out in faith to this Savior for his mercy, know this, he will not pass you by. As we conclude our worship today, I invite you to let the words of this old hymn written by Fanny Crosby, a blind hymn writer, be your personal prayer. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way. 
behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You've been worshiping with the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has encouraged you to see Jesus for who he really is, your Savior, and to follow him the rest of your life. Many of our listeners consider this program to be of vital importance to their spiritual needs. If Christian Crusaders has helped meet your spiritual needs and you are in a position to do so, we ask you to consider making a contribution to help pay for internet space and radio time. Address your donations to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 277-0924. Or visit our secure online donation page, christiancrusaders.org forward slash support. Today's service and hundreds of previously aired messages is available to be heard or read on the internet from our virtual sermon library. Make a note to check us out at christiancrusaders.org on Facebook and on Twitter. We are happy you chose to join us this day, and we pray you will join us each week for worship with us. Today's program was led by Pastor Steve Kramer, our speaker for the past 14 years. Christian Crusaders is blessed to have preached the biblical truths of Scripture on air and online since 1936.